Psychology podcast with your host, me, Tanika. I hope you all have been doing well. I'm in the middle of moving at the moment, so my house is looking really empty and I'm very busy. Um, Luckily, I am on holidays from uni, so I have time to pack everything up and then get settled in because I just received my honors units um, on the Moodle website. So I am going to be starting prep this next week. So I'll definitely tell you guys how I go with that because I've had a look at the stats course and there's a lot of exams and all that sort of thing. So I'm going to need to go back to the basics and relearn a few things because my brain's forgotten everything about stats, unfortunately. So I'm really excited to start my honors prep. Um, I love the start of a new term. We can write out everything and plan out your assessments and write down the dates and all that sort of stuff. It just really sets you up for the rest of the term. So that's what I've been up to. I hope you guys have been well. Um, So for today's podcast episode, episode three, which is kind of exciting, um, I wanted to discuss how to manage it all. If you're really busy, and I think a lot of people nowadays are juggling so many things, work, school, or uni, um, and side hustles, social media, all the things. So I really wanted to dive into that and sort of share a few things that could help um, anyone out there that is is struggling to manage everything. Um, Coming from someone who is the queen of of managing a massive and busy life, (laughs) um, I've been known to to take on more than what I can, can handle, but I still manage to manage it in a healthy way. So let's dive into this episode. Okay, so um, starting off, I wanted to talk about the importance of values and what matters to you because everyone's different. Everyone has different goals or things that they want to achieve in a certain period of time and that's based on what they want to do in their life. So I just want to start off with, you know, maybe writing down what matters to you, what your values are, And maybe even reflecting upon, you know, your life or how you're spending your time. Um, You could do this in a journal. Um, I think it's really important to reflect and have a look at what things you're doing that don't align with your end goal or the things that you want to do. So I think once you've done that, then list all of the important tasks that or commitments um, that you're required to have in your life and rank them based on importance of, you know, your ultimate goal. So I'll give an example. Um, I juggle uni. I run a business, um, my recovery coaching business. I've just taken on a, a third, a second job. It'll be awesome for me to develop skills and learn new things. So that's one thing that I find um, really important in my life. I love learning. And if I can just learn or develop skills um, that could be benefit beneficial to me later on, then I'll definitely do it. So I've just taken on another job. And then I also have, I think people call it side hustle nowadays. Um, 
or a hobby of my Instagram and my now podcast. So I do have a few things on and despite my husband telling me to make sure that I balance and, and take time for myself, which I definitely do, not as often as uh, I think he would like, but um, I definitely can keep at a certain um, pace of, of managing certain things. So I think it's important um, after you've recognized what your values are and, you know, reflected on your life and perhaps maybe seeing where you can eliminate things that don't align with your goals and then adding things in that do. Um, I think it's important to also reflect on hobbies or things that really recharge you or fulfill you because I think it's important that we do have that balance or we are doing things that are making us happy because when you're busy you're going to have that stress there anyway so you're probably better off doing things that you actually enjoy whilst being in this busy um, lifestyle for now so yeah I think it's really important to understand what your hobbies are and even trial a few things and sort of reflect on what actually fulfills you and what makes you really happy or what recharges you. So for me, I really enjoy reading. I enjoy walking to the beach or going for afternoon walks, um, being in nature. It really recharges me. And then that helps me, you know, continue my busy lifestyle. So usually every afternoon I'll go for a walk or on the weekends, that's when I really um, utilize that time that I'm not working to really um, balance out my hobbies from the busy work week. So I really highly recommend, you know, listing a few things that you might want to try or incorporating hobbies that or things that you just really like to do or used to do that you don't do anymore. It really needs to be there because I think a lot of the time we can get stuck into work and uni and forget to prioritize these hobbies because maybe that guilt sets in um if you have spare time then I think that that negative thought can come in and sort of derail us from doing things for ourselves because if we have time then we should be doing more important things and I'll quote important things so um I think it's really important to do that and not feel guilty for taking time for yourself because again we've all heard the saying of you know you can't um, pour from an empty cup so you really do need to prioritize doing things for yourself because there needs to be that balance and I think I've found that a lot of people are getting burnt out or overwhelmed because they aren't doing enough of what makes them happy and then that leads to essentially burning out or feeling empty and stressed because all of their time is being spent on uni or work and sometimes I think like a lot of the things that we're doing like work or uni sometimes I don't give back a positive fulfillment or reward straight away because you put in all of this time and effort focus and you know like uni it's a few years of a degree to even get the qualification so from my own personal experience I'm in my honours degree now and I've still got two years after this year until I'm a registered psychologist I know other courses, it might be three years or four years. For this course, it's usually, it's like six years. So it can sort of um, get you down a little bit of, you know, the time that you're spending on something and there's not that reward back straight away. And this can happen with work as well. Um, Depending on what your work is, I'm quite lucky because being a recovery coach in mental health, I do sort of get that positive um, 
reinforcement of, of the work that I do because it's it's quite meaningful to me. So, but it's still, I think it still can be related to other people and what they do for work because, yeah, there isn't that positive fulfillment or reward back straight away. So it feels like you're putting in all this work and time and energy for little return. And I think that's why it's important to understand that your well-being is so important to continue these, I guess, demanding commitments. So another thing of how we can manage this busy lifestyle um, is to avoid comparing yourself to other people because I think we have this, I guess, ideology with, you know, all this social media. To be successful, you need to be earning six figures or um, to be considered successful, you need to have a massive business or something like that. And I think we need to redefine what success looks like for us or for each individual person and what you want your life to look like because sometimes you can get distracted by other people's um, versions of success or what they've spent their time doing that then has turned into or manifested into this massive um, successful I guess business or um, project or something like that so I think that doesn't help as well when we're already busy and we have this I guess, pressure to to be doing more or to be busy. So, um, and I think that's really important to understand because you don't have to be busy to be successful. Your definition of success could be just being happy with what you're doing, you know, being a kind person, all of that sort of stuff. So, and I hope that, you know, helps people understand the things that they could do or incorporate into their life while they're managing it all. So I really do think that, you know, having a look on your life and reflecting and having some introspection on your perception of success and also what matters to you and what you want your life to look like and sometimes that does look like it it has to be busy and managing these things but it always has to align with what you actually want so you know I'll bring up myself again that I I do love you know having my Instagram and starting this podcast even though I do have you know, my honest thesis to start soon. And I do run a business at the moment. So, but all of these things matter to me and they do align with my end goal and have some sort of meaning in my life. So it kind of makes it a little bit easier for me, but I think it's still important to make sure that your life is filled with things that do matter to you at the end of the day. So for the second part of this episode, I did want to talk about imposter syndrome because I think a lot of us do fall under this perception or, you know, this mindset that, you know, or inability to believe that, you know, our success is deserved or has been achieved um, as a result of our own efforts or skills. So, and I think a lot of people do experience this. It is quite common. Um, Imposter syndrome isn't a psychiatric illness or anything it's just it's a mindset of different beliefs that your achieving ability or the things that you achieve aren't deserved so it's sort of a conflicting mindset which doesn't help when you are a higher achiever and you do achieve a lot of things and you're sort of stuck in this mindset of you can't believe that your own success is deserved or it's not enough or it's not it's not warranted so I do have a few tips here that I wanted to talk about um, because I think it's really important to bring up this conversation of, you know, acknowledging our ability to 
be successful and again of what that looks like for everyone. So um, I just wanted to touch on, you know, that comparing as well. It doesn't, it doesn't help when we're in these mindsets. So one of my favorite quotes from Jordan Peterson is um, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. And I think that just really captures an understanding of, you know, you only have to compare to your past self, not to someone else's present self or future self, because it everyone's different. Everyone's doing different things. We have different personalities and that doesn't help when we're already stressed because we want to you know, be successful or be doing things that, that align with our, our goals or what we want our life to look like. So I do have a few tips here. Number one, so separate your feelings from the facts. So it can help to alter the way in which you perceive the fact of success. So you did achieve this and sometimes your feelings aren't always going to align with that success. So you could, you know, achieve a, a degree, um, And you'll feel like maybe, you know, you didn't deserve it or you didn't work hard enough. You have to sort of be disciplined with it and sit back and actually go through that process of, no, I did actually achieve this. My feelings towards it sometimes won't align. And that's okay. And it's it's very normal. A lot of people have this feeling. Um, And I think it comes from having this threshold of success or achieving And if you are a high achiever, you're always doing something, you're always achieving something. And I think that brings the the threshold up even higher of getting that fulfillment, getting that positive reinforcement because you're always achieving something. So it's initial achievement and that feeling of, wow, I've done something and I've put the work in and that, I guess that feeling of that positive reinforcement back, it sometimes can that threshold can go down because you're always doing something and the next thing you achieve it'll you're feeling you won't get that feeling again or you'll get it less Um, and I think it's so important to understand what the facts are and the facts are that you did achieve this and achieving something can when you look at what you've achieved understand what it took to go through that and what you know someone else if they were to do that as well have a look at what skills would have been would be involved in achieving that certain thing, like a degree, and then go, yeah, well, I did actually achieve that, and I did these things. Hopefully that helps, and hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, separate your feelings from the facts because they're not always going to align, and it's a practice. You have to practice this um, mindset of getting out of your own way and taking ownership of your success in a way because it is just a false belief that you didn't deserve to achieve this or it's not good enough because that's it's not helpful in the sense of acknowledging your own success um another thing I've got here is you know yeah just because your mind thinks certain things it doesn't mean that they're true and you don't have to believe every thought so when you achieve something in this imposter syndrome topic when you achieve something and you get a thought and go and it comes through and it says I I didn't deserve that or I could have done better or it's not that big of a deal or something like that. Just remember that you don't have to believe that thought. And just because it was there, it doesn't mean that it's true. So that's where I guess that practicing of of being cognizant in your thoughts and then, you know, introspection and understanding that maybe that thought doesn't have to be true because you know that there's this pattern of, you know, feeling like you didn't deserve this or you didn't achieve it. 
as well as you wanted to or something like that. So yeah, getting away of your own, um, getting out of your own way and taking ownership of your success does come from that thought pattern and really um, challenging those thoughts. So another thing I have here is affirmations and I think it's so important to say them out loud or just read through affirmations of, you know, perhaps it could be I own my success or I achieved this and I'm proud of myself. I put in the work and, you know, things like that. It can really help. And I'm sure you could find some online as well or just even write your own because it's important to read them back and believe that you did actually achieve this success and it was deserved. And I think another thing that could help is, you know, noting down your success um, and like writing down the things that you have actually achieved. So this could be yeah, a degree. It could be getting a really good job, um, anything like that. And actually write it down and so that you have some sort of physical example of what you've achieved and what the skill that it took to achieve it. Hopefully that um, helps and gives you some sort of visual of what you have achieved to sort of realign those thoughts in a healthier way um, because it's just going to be beneficial anyway for you when you're achieving things to to sort of take that responsibility and go, no, I did achieve this and I deserved the outcome. And I think another thing that could really help is just talking to a friend, reaching out to someone about how you're feeling and it's always good to get that outsider perspective because it's going to help you know realign those thoughts or you know help you tackle that false belief and not listen to those thoughts so and I think if you're really struggling with this imposter syndrome I think it's really important to reach out and see a psychologist or a therapist or a counselor because sometimes it's hard to be cognizant enough to tackle these thoughts and sometimes You know, people might need guidance to do that. And you don't have to have a mental illness to see a psychologist or a therapist. Um, I really want to hopefully one day tackle that stigma because I think it's really important for people to understand that you don't have to have a diagnosable mental illness or having a valid reason to go and see one. You don't have to. You can see a psychologist to help you, you know, realign thoughts, have a bit of, you know, psychoeducation, they call it when they're teaching you about certain things um, or thought processes and behaviors. So I think it's really important to be okay with reaching out and seeking help when you really need it because it's only going to, you know, impact your life. And especially if you're a higher achiever, um, it's only going to really interfere with that and it's not going to help. So I think it's really important to, you know, reach out to someone, see a psychologist if you can um, or if you want to, and just know that that option's there. Because it's, yeah, I think it's so important to reach out to other people even because these imposter syndrome um, processes or thoughts can, you know, are really common and a lot of people experience it. So, you know, I think it's really important to understand that you're not alone in that. So I hope you've learned something from this episode or you're able to take something from it because I think it's really important to have these conversations of, you know, this hustle culture, I think it's been really beneficial for a lot of people to be inspired to take that chance and charge to achieve what they really want. However, I think it can be taken in a way of, you know, pressure or be taken or perceived as this is what the norm is now of needing to have a business or a side hustle or something like that. And I think it it definitely doesn't. It doesn't have to be a part of your life if you don't want it to be. And everyone should 
you know, reflect on what they actually want and not let other outside sources influence them. And I know social media is such a bad example of that because you're following people that are successful and that you are inspired by, but it depends on what you want and what you want your life to look like and what skills that you have that you can benefit or that other people can benefit from in the world and, you know, sort of a change that you want to make. So, I, yeah, I really wanted to end this episode on the importance of really not comparing yourself to other people because everyone's different and your goals might be different to someone else's. And I think we look at other people that are successful and not actually understand that it takes so long for someone to really get to that point. And we're only seeing the end goal or the end um, reward of that time and effort. And it's hard to your own life and go, well, I'm not earning six figures and, you know, this person's so successful, but it took so much time and effort. And, you know, a lot of these people like, you know, like Tony Robbins or Elon Musk, like it, they take so long to, you know, to work towards something. And that takes a lot of effort and belief in themselves to do what they have. And we're just seeing the, the end benefit of their success of, of finance, of, you know, all of these materialistic things. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to end that episode on on don't compare yourself to other people because it just doesn't help and it's not beneficial at all. So I hope you took something from this episode. Please let me know if you did. In my next episode, I'm going to talk about burnout and how to tackle burnout because it's very, very common as well. And I think we need to really prioritize taking care of ourselves physically mentally and emotionally because otherwise we're just gonna keep getting burnt out so yeah i hope you all enjoyed this episode please let me know and i'll see you in my next one thank you for listening to the inspired psychology podcast